Welcome to the Houston Healthcare Initiative Podcast. My name is Harold Nichol. There were a lot of unintended consequences of the COVID-19 lockdown. Sadly, at a time when Americans should have been focused on their health, as a population, we did anything but focus on our health. During the COVID-19 pandemic lockdown, the average American gained two pounds a month. This, according to a study published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. Those who kept the same lockdown habits could have gained 20 pounds during the past year. That was, according to the study authors. Americans in general were never known for healthy diets or their enthusiasm for working out. But a bad problem got way worse during 2020, and the early months of 2021 were no exception. Now, to help us all gain some insight into this is the founder of the Houston Healthcare Initiative, Dr. Stephen Goldstein. And first, Dr. Goldstein, why do you think we all gained so much weight during the pandemic lockdowns? The main reason, I think, is stress, especially given the really bad news about the seriousness of the pandemic and the controversies from different treatments early on. In late March, April, and May of last year, we really didn't know what we were dealing with in terms of how contagious the virus was or how potentially fatal it might be or the length of time it might last. Research shows that the unknown makes us more stressed than even, even if there's something bad going on, at least if we know what's going on, it's not as stressful. Obviously, then, the unknowns of the virus and the dramatic worldwide lockdowns were things none of us had any experience with. And that is the perfect recipe for stress, anxiety, and the overeating that accompanies both. Is there, um, is there some kind of a physical connection between our stomachs and our brains? In a nutshell, the brain is connected to the gut through a two-way communication system called the vagus nerve. When you are stressed, your body inhibits the signals that travels through the vagus nerve and slows down the digestive process. Okay, so um, just to kind of dig a little deeper on this, what what is it in the human psyche that links eating with stress? Well, it is part of what is called the fight or flight response that is hardwired into everyone. Humans evolved this because when faced with stress, the body does what it must to keep the brain on high alert. It decreases the levels of some hormones and brain chemicals to discourage behaviors that won't help in an urgent situation. And it increases other hormones that will. Our ancestors had to outrun predators or other humans or fight them. Thus, we evolved to release adrenaline in response to the flight or flight response. From an evolutionary perspective, that stress response are tuned to environmental uncertainty and suggest that they offered survival possibilities depending on who or what was chasing them. Now, you mentioned adrenaline, um, and that's a brain chemical, but are there, are there other brain chemicals involved? Absolutely. There are neurotransmitters like serotonin, dopamine, and melatonin the body lowers at the time of flight or flight response. Serotonin regulates emotions and appetite and digestion. So low levels of serotonin increase anxiety 
and can change a person's eating habits. Dopamine, another feel-good neurotransmitter, regulates goal-oriented motivation. Dwindling levels of dopamine can translate into lower motivation to exercise and maintain a healthy lifestyle or perform daily tasks. When people are under stress, they also produce less of the sleep hormone, melatonin, leading to trouble sleeping. Okay, so that is really a lot of chemistry. Um, are there more chemicals in the brain that, uh, that we should know about in this situation? Yes, a few. Epinephrine and norepinephrine mediate the physiologic changes associated with stress and are elevated in stressful situations. These biochemical changes can cause mood swings, impact a person's eating habits, reduce goal-oriented motivation, and disrupt the person's circadian rhythm. Overall, stress can throw your eating habits and motivation to exercise or eat healthy way out of balance, and this, in the last year, has certainly been a stressful one for everyone. So, in an extended time of uncertainty and a potentially life-threatening situation, that's a lot of fight-or-flight response for the body to, to fuel. Is that is that sort of it? Yes, that's right. Heightened states of stress and anxiety like this require more calories to keep the brain on high alert. Sugar gets converted to energy faster, but does not last long, and this requires more sugar. It's a cycle that is unhealthy in the short term and also really bad in the long term. Mm -hmm. So if I was 20 pounds overweight before the lockdown and afterwards I'm 40 pounds overweight, am I twice as unhealthy as I was before? Well, uh, it's tough to say that quantitatively that that's the case. But we can say that the greater your weight, the worse off you are. Obesity is associated with degenerative arthritis and diabetes, uh, increased risk of stroke and heart attacks, and increased risk of some types of cancer. The health outcomes for those who are obese and stay that way are all negative as all causes of death are increased for people who are considered obese. The medical care costs for Americans are already high. Nothing related to weight gain in the pandemic lockdown did anything to make that better, just the opposite. Okay, but before we move on, I've got one last question about the relationship between food and the brain. I personally love to eat chocolate when I'm stressing, and I specifically really like chocolate M&Ms. Is there a reason that I chose to eat chocolate M&Ms? Yes. Chocolate and other sweets can make you happy by boosting serotonin levels in the short term. But the blood clears the extra sugar very quickly, so the mental boost is short-lived. And so to get your next boost, you eat your next handful of M&M. And that sounds about right. Eating for comfort can be a natural response to stress, but when combined with the lower motivation to exercise and consumption of low-nutrient, calorie-dense food, you gain weight. Now, you mentioned there was less motivation to exercise. Is that, is that brain-based, too? Yes, but if we're all honest, getting motivated to work out for most people is a struggle on a good day. Yeah, that's exactly right. True enough. And but but what I think I'm hearing is that there is even there's even less motivation based on these brain chemistry changes. Correct. 
lower levels of dopamine in the brain while under stress will likely result in fewer internal incentives to exercise. Okay, so less motivation to exercise combined with more time sitting and staring at screens also sounds like another reason for weight gain. Was it? I think so. So less motivation to exercise combined with more time sitting and staring at screens also sound like another reason for weight gain. Is that right? I think so. Quarantines negatively affected all physical activity. No organized sports at any level were allowed, either in middle school, high school, college, city league play. Public parks, golf courses, tracks, and gyms were closed. State and national parks were closed. Even malls were closed for those who just like to walk. So other than walking the dog, jogging down a sidewalk, or riding a bike, there was literally nothing to do. And it took a lot of that dopamine-restricted motivation to get off the couch and go outside. Right, and it's not like there isn't anything to do with all that time seated there, is it? Well, there's plenty of time to do seated in front of screen. I know that plenty of parents relax the time constraints they placed on their children during the pandemic. Getting back to what they did before will be a challenge. Now, how come? Why, why is that? Well, because we get addicted to certain activities. Junk foods and screens are easy to access in the U.S. and provide comfort during the lockdown. Uh, exchanging that for a football helmet, a trombone, or a basketball will be a chore. But the point of all this is that the combination of more bad decisions about what we eat and drink added to the reduction of physical activity was really bad for us. And the evidence of how bad it was is all the weight gain. Okay, so let's switch gears and talk about remedies for these things. And specifically, I'd like to ask about ways the brain can be positively affected the way it was in the fight or flight examples that you gave. The fight or flight responses happen to us automatically. Curbing them is not, an, is not automatic, especially after prolonged periods of stress and isolation. Uh, one possible remedy is information and knowledge. Remember earlier, I said that the unknown was stress-inducing. Finding information that is relevant is a good first step. Okay, um, not to digress too far from this, but there are questions about the, the validity of some sources of information. What do we do about that? Uh, I would suggest that we look at more than one source of information and find alternatives to information on social media. If you are looking for facts as they are unknown and not common and not commentary or opinion, the Internet has plenty of valid published scientific papers about the pandemic and write-ups that summarize. You can also ask your personal doctor what he or she thinks. If you do not have a personal or primary care physician, now is a good time to find one. Okay. okay, finding information is one way to alleviate pandemic lockdown anxiety. What are some others? Well, have a routine. The human brain is a big consumer of energy, and up to half of all energy we consume is used in the brain. The cerebral cortex, known as the thinking part of the brain, is the biggest consumer of energy. To process and conserve energy efficiently, the brain is constantly looking for patterns it can match. 
Matching activities in the form of patterns allows the brain to automate behavior. The thinking part of the brain is only engaged at the beginning and end of activity. Now, is this, is this operating on autopilot? Yes. Far less effort is needed when we're on autopilot, as our brain has automated the routine activity. All of us need to spend time on autopilot during the day, or otherwise we'd be overwhelmed. You know, those those tips were interesting because they weren't really at all what I was expecting. I thought that, um, you know, you tell us to, to meditate or go for a walk or, or something like that. Well, as the flight-or-flight mechanism occurs in the human brain, I wanted to give pointers that directly occurred there, too. The things you mentioned are all, all good ways to reduce stress and anxiety born of the lockdown. Walking the dog or riding a bike are excellent ways to lower stress levels. And while the news about weight gain during the pandemic is alarming, there were positives. One was bike sales in the U.S. increased 69% in 2020 compared to the previous year. Sales remain brisk and are expected to remain high as people use them for recreation as an alternative to public transportation. And this is the type of routine we're talking about. So if you get in the routine of riding the bike, you're in a routine. You don't have to keep thinking about it. You're just going to do the same thing every day or every other day. Well, I am glad to hear that there's more people riding bikes, and I hope that that habit and trend continues. It's also nice to know that we're none of us failing at life if we put on weight during the pandemic. There are physiological reasons for it, as Dr. Goldstein explained. And now that we know something about the causes, we can be aware of what's happening to us and take the appropriate action. Now, we have a larger presence on social media, so please check those out. We have a Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter page for the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast. And of course, the website, which is HoustonHealthCareInitiative.org. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about us and be sure to come back next time for another edition of the Houston Healthcare Initiative podcast.